BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. This episode is brought to you exclusively by Dr. Stephen Cabral. Welcome back to the Balance One podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm so happy that you're here. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. I'm so excited about today's episode with Dr. Stephen Cabral. This episode will hit deep for anyone who's struggling with their health or with mystery autoimmune conditions or even just mystery symptoms that you have a feeling are all linked together. That was my life many years ago when I was diagnosed with a whole host of autoimmune conditions and deficiencies, including chronic Lyme disease, mast cell activation syndrome, which is a histamine disorder. We talk a lot about this, that in this episode, parasites, gut dysbiosis, toxicity from living in black mold. Basically, my health needed a lot of work. And it was a functional medicine doctor like Dr. Stephen Cabral who helped me get my life back on track. So this episode is a long overdue conversation with someone who I know can help you change your life. It's my hope that if you're suffering out there and you listen to this conversation, then you'll learn some tidbits that you can apply to your own life. This is really, really good information. He's at the top of his field. He's a best-selling author. He also has 2,500 podcast episodes of his own, which blew me away when I learned that. He's been releasing them every day for several years. And in this conversation, we talk about everything from how to actually get to the root cause of health imbalances, how to move beyond blood work and do at-home lab tests, which he specializes in. So I actually had the pleasure and the honor of doing an at-home lab test with Dr. Stephen Cabral that he then analyzed. So we got the results in this conversation. And as always, when I share my own results with you guys, I really do it in hopes that you will learn something about your own health. So I hope that, you know, you can relate or maybe somebody that you love is suffering and this can help give you a glimpse into something that could help them. What I loved about this conversation is we talked about heavy metals. We also talked about hormones and I feel like heavy metals don't get talked about enough when it comes to chronic disease. And this at-home lab testing that he does with his company is like top of the line. We also talked about minerals. And I feel like people just have no idea, myself included before this conversation, where they are with their mineral levels and how that's affecting their health. So I wanted you guys to know that we have a special offer. You can go to stephencabral.com slash blonde to claim your free minerals and metals at home lab test. That's Stephen with a ph cabral.com slash blonde to claim your free minerals and metals at home lab test. You will also find the link in the show notes and we'll talk about it a few times in the episode. We talk about naturopathic medicine. We do my lab reading, of course. And then we talk about what the different outcomes of your lab work might mean. So if you choose to do one of these at home, you'll find what it means to get your metals tested or your histamine levels or your toxins. And it's very empowering. We talk about what a hair analysis actually is because I actually had to cut a little piece of my hair to do this at home hair analysis. And that was my first time ever doing that. And 
I've been down the rabbit hole with my health. You guys know this. And if you're new here, then you'll learn that I have definitely been down the rabbit hole. And it's wild to me that I had never done a hair analysis before. So this takes all of the guesswork out of what is wrong with us. I love his concept of disease, his definition of disease. It really aligns with mine. And he really believes that disease is just a set of symptoms and that we can all heal within, I think he said a three to six month period. But of course, he will describe it more accurately than I will. So let's get into this episode with Dr. Stephen Cabral. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple and or Spotify. Email me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancewand.com and I will thank you by sending you my free yoga ebook. And make sure, of course, to claim your free minerals and metals at home lab test after you listen to this episode. Okay, let's dig in. Hi, I'm Pia Berengini, a creative director of LPA, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a dog mom based in Los Angeles. This is my new podcast, Everything is the Best, where we basically ask interesting people, how did you go from zero to yacht? I'm always curious how the hell people became successful, and I figured you would be too. Get on the internet with me. Let's laugh, let's cry, let's overshare, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Check out new episodes every Wednesday. It's all for you, baby. Thanks for listening. Love you, mean it. Dr. Cabral, I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for joining us. I'm thrilled to get my results from you today from the testing that we did and talk all about your practice as a functional and natural doctor. It's great to be here. I'm excited to speak with you and your audience. And I always love going over at-home lab testing. It's so approachable. It's easy to do. and But most people don't even know that it exists. So love, love going over that. and can't wait. I know a lot of people don't know that it exists, but this has been my life for the last six or seven years, as I was kind of telling you before we started recording with Lyme disease, mold illness, and all of this health stuff, the health journey, which I know you've had your health journey too. So why don't we just get started by talking about your journey that brought you to being a naturopathic doctor? Yeah, well, one of the interesting things about Lyme disease or you know, even COVID or maybe Epstein-Barr virus or mold toxicity is that even after you eradicate the thing itself, like let's just say Lyme, you have all the repercussions of what happened to your body during that infection that you then need to heal as well. So a lot of people, they actually don't have Lyme anymore, but it still feels like they do because they have all the, what's essentially left is like you've destroyed your mitochondria. And so I went through that myself as well. And so it took years to heal that. And so to go back to my story, and then we could, of course, bring it full circle, is that when I was 17 years old, and so this is going back over 25 years now, is I woke up one morning with swollen glands all over my entire body. And my eyes were basically swollen shut. I knew that something was wrong. Like I've had allergies in the past. You know, I'd always catch like five or six colds a year. I wouldn't say that I was the healthiest kid, but I was a normal kid. I played sports and went to school, did all those things. But when I woke up that day, I knew something was really wrong. And that set off two years of going to over two dozen different specialists, none of which could figure out what was wrong with me. And I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, some of the best educators, schools, you know, in the world. And they knew that my white blood cells were off, but they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. So flash forward two years later, you know, all sorts of different, what's called idiopathic diagnosis means like, we don't really know what it is, but we know you're sick. And if it gets worse, we'll be able to figure it out in your blood work. And if it doesn't, well then, you know, we just have to wait and see. And, you know, I was a a pretty stubborn kid and I was like, I'm not willing to take that diagnosis, but this is in the late nineties. And so you have to understand is like, there was no internet. So how did you figure out anything before the internet? And like, that was it. So it was like word of mouth. They're like, oh, this this practitioner in Cambridge that does alternative medicine. Like, well, what's alternative medicine, you know? And so we looked into it and they started doing these at-home lab tests. And the test that we're going to go over today is actually the very first lab I ran along with hormones, saliva hormone testing. And that then set off my path of just this passion for realizing that there are underlying basically what are called homeostatic principles in the body. So our body is made up of thousands of systems that keep us balanced. And when one gets off and another gets off, everything just starts to go haywire in the body. And so eventually we end up with a disease. I got diagnosed eventually with 
rheumatoid arthritis and autoimmune disease, Addison's disease, the inability to produce cortisol, which is why I was like a walking zombie most of my life, you know, for that 10 years, it took me to get well. And I had type two diabetes. I had debilitating insomnia, allergies, so many issues, what's called pot syndrome. Basically my heart rate would start to get really high. I couldn't even walk up a flight of stairs without feeling like I was going to pass out. So it was really rough for a good 10 years, but I met my mentor who basically helped me get well within six months. And it's not like I hadn't been trying, but what I realized was that everything that I had done, all the knowledge I'd accumulated, she put it together in a system in a way for me then to be able to put it all together and heal. So it wasn't disjointed. And after that, I said, this is what I'm going to dedicate my life to. And that, that was it. So the rest, as they say, is history. I got well and disease-free 25 plus years later. So that's why we share with people. Whatever disease you suffer from, it can be healed. If someone can heal from Addison's disease, autoimmune, type 2 diabetes, everybody can heal. I totally agree. And that's so hopeful to hear because I go back and forth. And by the way, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's so inspiring. I go back and forth because I was diagnosed with Lyme six years ago, and I really healed myself through so many of these modalities that you talk about from mindset to anti-inflammatory diet, supplementation, Ayurveda, tried everything. And then I got pregnant. I had a baby last year. He's turning one in a couple of weeks. And all of my symptoms have been back and I have not been doing too well. And so I go back and forth with feeling so hopeful. I know that healing is possible. I know that diseases can be cured. I call it dis-ease rather than there's something wrong with us. And I just love your outlook. So thank you for bringing hope back to this conversation because I've been feeling a little bit more hopeless. I try not to feel that way, but if I wasn't taking a steroid medication right now, I would have hives all over my face. It's been a pretty rough year. So for people who are feeling kind of hopeless, what's your advice? Well, so first of all, I empathize with you because I was that person. So I also, so here's the thing. I have terrible genetics in terms of health. So when we look at genetics, I've got methylation issues. I've got COMT detox issues. But the truth is like none of that really matters until something called the rain barrel effect. You overflow the rain barrel. So if we kind of take a step back, there's your genetics, there's your lifestyle, and then there's a triggering event. And, and I talk about this really all the time. So your genetics matter, but only to a degree, because I wasn't sick until 17, but I've always had the same genetics. And now I'm well, 25 plus years later, and I still have the same genetics. So genetics matter, but... <laughs> A lot of times we're leading a lifestyle that's not conducive to health. And a lot of people say, well, I'm doing all the right things. Maybe, but is it all the right things for your body? Not somebody else's, not your friends, not the experts. Like, are you overdoing intermittent fasting? Are you overdoing workouts? Are you underdoing workouts? Are you underdoing? Like, it depends on the person. So we have this thing called bioindividuality. But then there's typically a triggering event. For you, it might have been getting bit by a tick or a specific Lyme disease. For me, it was the stress of senior year in high school. And it was being the oldest born, trying to do really well in school, graduate with honors, like all this perfectionism type stuff that I had to deal with from a mindset you know, perspective. But it was also, I was working a job while going to school, while playing a sport each season, while you know having relationships, and then going to leave home. And But also, there were other factors. Like I had taken antibiotics from ages 14 to 17, straight, over 3,000 capsules of amoxicillin. Oh my gosh. So I didn't know that there was an issue with that. I mean, this is back in the 90s. I just had some acne, went to the dermatologist. They gave me amoxicillin, take it twice a day. It destroyed my entire gut microbiome. We know that today, but we didn't know that, you know, 25 years ago. And so those are all what's called filling up the rain barrel. So all the toxicity, I was, I had high levels of mercury and it led to this massive inflammation. All right. So that inflammation then hits you where you're most susceptible. So for me, the adrenals, autoimmune issues like rheumatoid arthritis. So again, keep in mind. All four of my grandparents, both of my parents had rheumatoid arthritis. So they got theirs in their 40s and 50s and 60s, depending on the individual. They all have the same genetics. Again, like this is the factor. Well, why did I get mine at 17, not 47? I filled up that rain barrel faster. Now, how did I get rid of it? I emptied my rain barrel, right? So I look at, I look at health as a two-part process. One, we have deficiencies. Vitamins, minerals, all the nutrients that our body needs, proteins, amino acids, et cetera. Okay. As we get older, 
or we get really, really stressed, or we have a stressful event, it wipes out those deficiencies to a degree. And then we have toxicities, which accumulate maybe at birth, right? And that could cause things like autism, et cetera, or they accumulate throughout life. And as they accumulate pesticides, mercury, aluminum, arsenic, heavy metals in general, some people are sensitive to EMS. Okay. So those things then cause inflammatory-based processes as well. So people say inflammation is the root cause of all disease. I would say it's not a root cause. It's associated with almost every disease, but the root cause goes much deeper. When you rebalance the root cause, you eliminate the dis-ease in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I completely agree with you. I think I filled up my rain barrel really early in life as well. Similar to you, my parents doing the best that they could had me on every medication, every antibiotic, every everything if I needed it. And I think I needed it a lot. I got sick a lot as a kid. I had whooping cough for a year when I was eight years old. And I think it, I mean, I was just telling you, I've had bronchitis for three weeks. When I get sick to this day, it kind of brings me back to something that I experienced as a kid, which I know was tough on the immune system. So I've been rebuilding my immune system ever since. And it's a lot. I think a lot of people listening can relate as well. So what can we do to get ourselves out of that rut and back on an even playing field with people with better genetics and stronger immune system? Yeah. So let's take one example. So you said you would have hives if you weren't on a pregnisone or some type of steroidal based treatment, right? Yes. Yes. And I should also say, just so you know, that was such a last resort. I struggled with the hives and still do for a year and a half, but I was refusing. I don't like to take medications like that. I'm a homeopathic girl. I really feel so strongly, but we just had my son's birthday party and I looked like a walking inflammatory disease. So I just for once in my life wanted to just kind of look normal, feel a little better and it worked. But yeah, I just had to throw that out there. No, I understand. I, I totally get it. And, and I always tell people, you need to do whatever you need to do in the short term, but we need a long-term plan and approach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the pregnisone or any medication has its own side effects and it typically helps in the short term, makes it worse in the long term. And so what I would say is I have genetics for what's called mast cell activation syndrome or mastocytosis. So I produce massive amounts of histamine in my body, like massive amounts, and it's hard to degrade those. And I just have a more difficult process. So what do I need to do? Well, the first part, the first part is this, is that you have to empty that rainbow. Like what causes histamines in general? All right. It's an inflammatory process. Well, some of that comes from food, like high prostaglandin series two based food. So like, I know like, Keto and carnivore diet is the big thing right now. But somebody with mastocytosis, it's one of the worst things that you could do because you're increasing your level of prostaglandins from certain saturated fats. Somebody with higher levels of mast cell production is going to do better with more monounsaturated fats, olive oil, avocado, et cetera, and just more omega-3. So they'll do better with fish. And just to be careful, though, because if the fish isn't fresh, then it's going to have higher histamine. So you're kind of looking at the aged, smoked, fermented-based foods. So again, are fermented foods good for you? Well, it really depends on the individual. Certainly not for you, right? Like not good right now because it's going to be high in histamines. So what we're looking to do is always work with the individual. But like, okay, so you eliminate these things and a lot of people saying, well, I'm only going to do this. I'm only going to do carnivore because when I do carnivore, I have no more skin issues. I have no more joint pain. I have no more, et cetera, et cetera. I understand. But that is a conventional medicine approach. That's a reductionist approach. You're basically saying, I'm going to do this because then I have no more symptoms. Like, as if fruits and vegetables are harmful to you. They're harmful to you when your gut microbiome is not balanced. And so we need to look at is whenever someone says that, good, I said, that's a clue. Good, we got that, all right. And so what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna actually look at what is imbalanced in your gut microbiome because it's only four things, right? So we've got H. pylori, starting in the stomach, helicobacter pylori, it's a bacterial infection, really common, like one out of four people, right? So we look at that, all right. The next one is parasites. Any parasites, yes or no? Because if it's a yes, it's going to turn on the immune system, exaggerate that immune system, create more inflammation. Mm -hmm. The next one is candida overgrowth. So you have normal levels of candida in the intestines, but it can overgrow. And that overgrowth, again, causes more inflammation, intestinal permeability, fermentation, gas, bloating, et cetera. And the last one is going to be bacterial overgrowth. Might be good bacteria, but it's still overgrown. So that's SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. All right. So it's one of those four. We lab test, figure out which one it is. Because again, we can now precisely figure out what is going on in the body. 
And then if you have one of those, most likely have some level of intestinal permeability. So if you have that, you're constantly spilling proteins, bacteria seeping out, your immune cells, everything from secretory IgA, IgM, IgG, they're all elevated. So now you have this inflammatory process in your body. You're producing high levels of cytokines, high levels of histamines, and you're going to feel not only the effects of that through headaches. I used to get terrible, terrible headaches and hives and itchy fingers, itchy palm, itchy ears, red ears. But you're also potentially going to feel brain fog and fatigue and groggy all the time because you're constantly inflamed. And mm. that is going to wear your body down. It's actually going to feel like Lyme disease. It's going to feel like adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, et cetera. So well, where do we do? Well, we actually work on the gut and we work on overall stress levels of the body. And you know, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to your labs today as well. I can't wait. I'm excited to get to that. Before we do, I'm curious about diet for people listening. What is a good anti-inflammatory diet? I know it works for me, but what is what you recommend? Yeah. And I know there's a lot of debate over diet, but I've done now over 2,500 podcasts. Oh. I whittled down a book from 800 pages to 400 pages. I, I make it my job to read research every single day. And I don't think that the perfect diet, you know, I want to call it perfect because it's, it's variations of it. There really is not. And again, I have no, I always say there's, I have no dog in the race. It does not matter to me whatsoever. I, my internships for my doctoral degree in naturopathy, I did in India and in Sri Lanka and China and Europe and all over the US because I was skeptical. I'm like, well, what actually works? I want to see if it works in the clinic with people. And I realized that all of these modalities, natural health modalities, what I call integrative health, do work. It just has to be with the right person at the right time for the right reason, right? And that's what we need. They all work, but who to institute it with? But the truth is this, is that there is really no better foundation for a diet than the Mediterranean diet. There really is not. And I've done, I mean, I, I can't, it'd be impossible really to do more unbiased reading and research. Now, it could be a completely plant-based Mediterranean diet, or it could be a Mediterranean diet with some meat, or it could be a Mediterranean diet with some fish or both, some eggs or both. Like you can make it what you want, but the just, but basically it's this seven to nine servings or seven to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. Some people do more vegetables. Some people do more fruit. Some people do more healthy starches for more vata or ectomorphs that lose weight more easily than someone that gains weight more easily. It's going to be 30 to 35 grams of fiber per day, which is good for the gut microbiome. Again, if that causes bloating with you or skin issues, then we need to look at why. Don't just eliminate it. Look at why. Why do you get bloating when you take in fiber or certain carbohydrates? It's a bacterial imbalance in your gut. It's a yeast imbalance in your gut. I mean, that's what it is. So fix that. Because that's going to lead to that longer, healthier life. It's a balanced level of fat, somewhere between like 25 and 40% of your diet. Yeah, it's a little bit of a swing for macros, but about that. Somewhere, how much protein should you eat? Somewhere between 10 and 30%, typically around 15 to 20% is right for most people. And, and so when you look at that, it's but it's not that marketable. It's not that sexy. It's not that interesting. But I always tell people, your diet doesn't have to be that interesting. Right. Like mm -hmm. eat the foods you enjoy, keep it balanced, have the rest of your life be interesting. Like that, that's how I look at it. Yeah, I'm with you. We put so much emphasis on food and diet. And I'm totally with you as someone who eats so healthy. And people ask me, well, how do you go out to dinner and it's not fun and you're not drinking alcohol and all this stuff? And I always say it's really not about the food for me. It's it's about being with people. And I do love food and I do enjoy food, but I actually enjoy healthy food, which I think is surprising for some people, hard for some people to believe. But I think also that goes back to battling my health for so many years, which I know you can relate to you grow to appreciate healthy food so much because it does make you feel better. So something else that I wanted to ask you about is the concept that there are no diseases. You talked a little bit about this, but I know that that's a concept that you ascribe to and that you talk a lot about. So tell us about that because I think that's the most empowering thing. Yeah, absolutely. And just one you know, last note about diet is that I still go out once a week, maybe twice the most, and I have whatever I'd like to eat. It's not a full day, but it's mm -hmm. one meal. And I grew up in an Italian and a Portuguese family, and we enjoyed bread and pasta and those types of things. But I always tell people, once you get your body healthy, it's just more stable. Yes. You know, if you're watching this on video, I'm kind of holding a pen right now. When your body's unhealthy, it can wiggle very easily. And so one missed night of sleep, one bad meal, and your rain barrel again overflows. You feel terrible. You're all inflamed. 
when you get your body strong and healthy, you can deal with one flex meal or cheat meal, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. You're going to be okay. And you just don't want to roll those together. And so that's what I share with people is that you eat well, not because of like the food itself, but because of what it does for you. You have the no more brain fog, plenty of energy to do all the other things that you want. So that's, that's what I share with people. And then the, the no disease concept, and this is like, it's somewhat you know controversial, but it's, there really are no such thing as diseases. So I was labeled of Addison's disease. Well, what's Addison's disease? All right, it's your adrenals inability to produce cortisol. Okay, well, why does that matter? Well, cortisol, we usually think of as a bad thing. Well, you, you might think of it that way until you don't produce it. And then you don't produce an anti, it's an anti-inflammatory. So, I mean, like when you're taking a, a pregnazone or a protocol steroid, it, it is an anti-inflammatory. So imagine not being able to produce any anti-inflammatories in your body. Mm-hmm. All your joints hurt. You feel like you have the flu every single day of your life. And since your body can't regulate sleep, because you usually produce high levels of cortisol between six and eight in the morning to wake you up. And then it slowly falls throughout the day. And then at 9.30 p.m., it, it is based somewhat seasonally. If it's brighter or longer, then you produce a little bit longer. But that's when melatonin starts to then be produced. And so you get a nice, good night's sleep. So I couldn't fall asleep ever. It would take me two, three hours to fall asleep. And sometimes I just wouldn't fall asleep. And so then I would be also a zombie in the morning waking up because I wasn't producing cortisol. So again, like Addison's disease, you just don't produce cortisol. Rheumatoid arthritis, okay. So you're breaking down tissue inside of the smaller joints of the body. Hashimoto's, all right, someone's last name, a doctor that discovered inflammation, autoimmune process of the thyroid. So what I tell people is disease is the name given to a collection of symptoms in order for us to prescribe medication and write that down to bill health insurance. But the problem is that when you get a diagnosed disease, you believe, or at least many people are led to believe, that this is something that you now suffer from for the rest of your life. And I want to share with people that that doesn't have to be the case. Contrary to popular belief, you can call it going into remission, or you can just call it getting rid of the disease. Because every dis-ease of the body happened for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mine was gut-based issues, high levels of stress, and I had elevated levels of heavy metals in my body. Mm -hmm. So all of that together led to then my type 2 diabetes, which was caused by my Addison's disease. I had POTS, part of Addison's disease as well. And the rheumatoid arthritis was also the intestinal permeability and the heavy metals. So when I removed the heavy metals, I fixed my gut, I lowered my stress levels, then disease could no longer live in my body. And so I have a healthy body now. You made your body a healthy environment. That's right. So from a spiritual perspective and an energy perspective, do you feel looking back like this was all part of your purpose? Because otherwise you wouldn't be doing what you do today. That's right. And I would say that I was, I was quite, so I was an angry kid. I had a bit of a temper. If we look at, I I don't know that much about astrology and overall that type, but I'm an Aries. I'm Mm -hmm. oldest born. I'm a pitta-based mindset, I'm a, but a, not a pitta-based body type. So my body just burnt out because I had that mindset. And I would, I would liken you to be the same, more of a pitta-vata. Yeah. So you know, that's, that's just your Ayurvedic constitution. And you're more in a vata state, which we can talk about, which is why you're feeling more burnt out. But so here's the thing, though. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I had no you know, particular aspirations of, of what it is. And so this found me. And from ages 17 to, to 26, I was angry. I was mad that I was sick. I was, I was depressed. I was anxious. I was overwhelmed. I was irritable. I was not a good overall person because I was so sick. Like, I mean, I was so sick all the time. The slightest thing would cause, I had pneumonia five out of six winters. My immune system was just absolutely deteriorated. And I, so I understand, like, I get it when people aren't happy and they, you know, come to see us or whatever it might be because I was there. So I get it. But now I have perspective and it's the best thing that could have ever happened to me because now not only have we seen more than a quarter million people in our practice, people all over the world, I have taught this now to over 5,000 different health coaches and practitioners, the integrative health practitioners too. And I have two daughters, eight and 10 years old, and I figured it out before they were born. So I've been teaching them from the very beginning about health. And so Honestly, yeah, the the struggle was there, no doubt about it, but it was the greatest gift that I was ever given. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally relate. It's hard not to feel angry and slighted by the world and your body when you're not feeling well and you see so many people just living life healthy and feeling amazing, but you figured it all out and now you're helping people. So I would love to get into my lab results. I'm so curious. I, for everybody listening, cut out. Uh, so as you can see, long hair, long hair here. Like I went right into the middle back of my head and cut out the hair to do this heavy metals test with you. And I've been so excited to get these results. Yeah. And, it, and I love, I mean, so the thing is I've been doing at-home lab testing for now many, many years. And every time I see a new lab, I'm equally as excited. That's also one of the reasons why, like, I know I'm doing what I should be doing because it just never gets old. And that's because you're helping someone to solve a mystery that they know there's something there, but they don't know yet what. And that's the power of at-home lab testing. So the difference is this, you can test about five different fluids or parts of the body in order to tell you what might be imbalanced. The one that most people know about is blood work. The problem with blood work and why it's not enough is that it's not going to show anything off until you actually have a disease. And that's a problem. That's a problem, right? Because why wait until you have a disease? And so, I know it's also limited. The doctors didn't know I had type 2 diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, or Addison's disease for two years, even though I had it. The reason is those are specialized tests. And back in the 90s, they're not, I look like a healthy kid walking in the office. They're not running my glucose levels. They're not running an RA factor. They're not certainly not doing a ACTH stim test, right? For to see if my adrenal glands are working. I mean, they were they were running cancer tests, trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And so what I share with people is you should always run your blood work every single year with your PCP or a functional medicine doctor that really knows how to read those. But you want to look at the other modalities that's urine for metabolites that come out in the body, what's being used, stool sample if you have gut-based issues or you think it might have parasites, a little blood spot at home to run food sensitivities or omega-3 and omega-6 levels. Just again, put it to the test. People are like, oh, I think my omega-3s are pretty good, but you have no idea, right? Nobody has any idea until you actually test. And the last one is this hair test. And the reason why I love sharing this one first is because it's the easiest to do. From three years old and up, you can look at your mineral levels, You can look at your electrolyte stress response. You can look at heavy metals and it's a beginning factor. And all you have to do is a couple snips of hair. That's it, that you would never see missing. And all you do is if you have longer hair, you take about an inch and a half from the near the root. Again, you don't have to go all the way to the root. And that's going to be about a 90 day sample. And so that's what we do with people. And we actually look then at what is going on inside the body. And you might say, well, how does your hair tell you that? Hair, it's a protein. It's what's being excreted from the body. And they use it in scientific-based research studies on pregnancy and heavy metals. They use it with drug testing for the government. Like these are things, this is well-documented, well-known. And so what we did with you is we sent you out what's called a minerals and metals test. Couple snips of hair to allow us to look deeper into what's going on inside of your body. And we can start to go into the test if that works for you. Thank you for explaining all that, by the way. I think it's so helpful for people to hear that blood tests are just not enough and that they're not always going to show us what we're looking for, what's out of balance. And it's amazing that we can do these at home with your company. I mean, so easy and just so empowering for people to learn about their health in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is too, this is what helped me get well. If someone has a real chronic-based health issue and they've been dealing with it for a while, it's so difficult to figure out what to do if you don't have a precision-based you know, lab looking at it. Because yes, there's so impossible. many things like you do this diet, that diet, you use this supplement, this, like you just don't know. And so this just makes it more precise. So with yours, we got your results back. And the first four parameters that we're looking at are called your electrolytes. So we're looking at calcium and magnesium and sodium and potassium. Now, when you're looking at this, and for those who've never seen the test before, you basically have like a blue wave, a graph in the middle. And that means that is where you want your number to be. And it's it's denoted by little black dashes. So I always like to teach people how to read their own lab. Now, of course, work with a professional, but you should be able to have a basic understanding. I think that that's important. We don't ever want to give our own kind of like personal power away to someone else, whether it's a doctor or anybody else. Like I really believe in taking control of your own health. Now, again, rely on people for their expertise and guidance, but it is good to have an idea. And so when we look at that, as we say, if we see a four high, for example, 
super high levels of stress, first like alarm stage of stress, and then we can start to see different patterns. But remember, everything is based on ratios in the body. So in traditional Chinese medicine, they have that little yin and yang symbol, right? And it's balanced. Everything should be balanced within the body. And that's what natural health is all about. So when we look at yours, your ideal calcium level is about a 40. And your ideal magnesium level, remember these two are partners, is about a six. So if you have high levels, which you do, you have 187. That's your number. Ideal is 40 for calcium. And ideal for magnesium is a six and yours is an 18. So the good news is that when, well, when stress goes up, calcium goes up. So calcium is pulled from the bones or muscles or food in order to create a stress-based response in the body. That is exactly how the body works. It doesn't mean you're taking in too much calcium from your food. When we're looking at your calcium magnesium, we see that there's a 187 for calcium and we see there's an 18 for magnesium. So it shows a great stress response in the body. So the good news is that your body is able to actually respond to stress. Because remember, as people become really, we'll call it adrenal fatigue for lack of a better word, they actually show a very low response. That's when the deep brain fog and in like the joint pain, the inflammation really is setting in. So one factor is stress. Yes, but you're showing the ability to respond to the stress and you're showing magnesium levels following along. And the magnesium levels following along is that your body is at least able to do a degree to bring down the stress. So think of it this way, calcium, fight or flight, magnesium, parasympathetic nervous system. So fight or flight or sympathetic nervous system, stress, parasympathetic nervous system, rest, relax, rejuvenate. Now you still need a little bit more magnesium in your diet or supplementation in order to bring down that stress response, but also there's the lifestyle factors as well. So does that mean that my body is fighting a lot of stress? So it means that your body is absolutely fighting a lot of stress, but the next two markers are what shows how well you are doing keeping up. That's sodium okay. potassium. Okay. All right. So if we have really high sodium potassium, which are again are electrolytes on a hair tissue mineral analysis, it does not mean you're taking in too much sodium or too little potassium, et cetera. But it shows a high level is a great stress response, much more catabolic. A lower level, meaning not in the ideal range, means that your body is no longer keeping up to the degree that it used to, which happens with chronic based stress. And that's where you are. Mm-hmm. So neither your sodium levels or your potassium levels are within the ideal zone. They're lower than that. So it means due to many years, and I didn't know it was six years, six years of chronic illness, whatever you want to call it, dis-ease of the body, that although you're still producing the stress response in terms of like a norepinephrine or a cortisol, you are not producing the same response in terms of overall ability of healing in the body. Mm-hmm. Meaning that there just is no longer that alarm stage response to distress. Your body's actually not responding as well, as adequately as it should. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It makes sense. And it also sounds exactly how I feel. It feels like my body is just off and not properly responding or very low energy. All of these things totally make sense. And it can show up in different ways as well. So some people, it can show up as more jitteriness or irritability or overwhelm or even anxiety. I have all of that too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, and so why this is important to know is because your body knows it's under stress, but it also knows it's not able to keep up. And that's very anxiety producing for the body, right? You feel like you basically your heart rate's going and you can't bring it down as well, or you can't cool the body at night. Sometimes people aren't able to fall asleep as well or get the deep sleep that they need. And, mm-hmm. and just, again, it's really important that in your state, because it's just a state, meaning it could be changed, right? You can change your state is that you want to be getting 90 minutes of deep sleep in two hours or more of REM sleep. So if you track your sleep, you really want to aim for that. If not, you know, we need to improve that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that also sounds like me. Insomnia, very hard to fall asleep at night. Very rare for me to be in a deep sleep where I'm actually like feeling rejuvenated in the morning, almost never. So this totally makes sense. And that, that was a big part of my healing process as well as the sleep portion of it. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you're not able to change the sleep, then you're not able to turn off for one third of the day. Mm-hmm. And so as humans, we're, we're done early. So diurnal just means two parts. So we're meant to be basically, let's say up and going from like seven to seven, 
but then turning off the dial from seven to seven at night to seven in the morning. And if we're not able to get in that healing sleep, it's just challenging to recover. And so we make that a big part of, of the protocol, which we can talk about. We can talk about recommendations. Okay. So the next two are very fascinating. So I'm going to have a little question for you because we don't see them as often. Your copper is higher than we normally see it, but I, but it's in the good range. But just most people don't have good copper. They just don't because they're not getting it from food or supplementation. But your zinc is quite elevated. So usually we would only see this in a couple different factors. One, someone is supplementing with an immune-based protocol to boost their zinc and copper, or there is a toxicity in the body where zinc is being used to an even greater degree, such as a heavy metal or candida. And so just wondering if you're supplementing with copper and zinc. I'm not. I have in the past. I've been on a lot of different immune boosting protocols. In the, but for the last six months or so, I've taken almost nothing because I was very afraid that I was having an allergy or something because my skin got so inflamed. And I, I, at, the, at the moment, I really only take melatonin mm-hmm. and like B12. And that's Understood. about it. Yeah. And so it's interesting because a high level of copper or more elevated level of copper is often associated with ADD, ADHD in children and adults, not dissimilar, but also allergies, asthma, and skin rashes. So it is something that's of interest, but your ratio is good. So meaning the ratio from copper to zinc is, is pretty good. But me personally, I would be careful at supplementing a lot of additional copper without adding in the zinc. And then I would look at, which we'll get to in a moment, some levels of heavy metals that could also be exacerbating that. How interesting. Yeah. And I do have ADHD. We did like a super comprehensive brain scan where high levels of ADHD and anxiety were shown in the brain. So -hmm. that's really interesting. And so there's a good follow-up too, is running a lab called the Candida Metabolic and Vitamins Test. That's a very simple urine-based test. It looks at the overall organic acids. Because we would want to look at, for you, elevated levels of a marker that comes from dopamine. And so if you if too much norepinephrine, too much dopamine, which is not being properly detoxed by the body, and lower levels of serotonin, then you can absolutely feel elevated levels of ADHD, ADD. And as a child, I would have been diagnosed with ADHD, you know, if there was such a thing really back then. Because mm-hmm. it is, a, again, another disease diagnosis. So mm-hmm. that's why this first lab gets you started, but there is more, you know, that we can do. But again, this is enough if you just, if you just run this. Okay. So the next one is manganese. This one, I like to see it a little elevated in people that are fatigued because it means that there's a good energy-based response. Yours is definitely lower though. So you are on the lower end of stress response, meaning like your body's ability to keep up with stress. And I think that that's important for us to look at because the same resilience isn't there. So when I hear you talk about getting sick and having things like bronchitis for three weeks, I know that the immune system isn't where it should be. And the way to get the immune system where it should be isn't just supplementing with vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc. Those are all great. Like there's no doubt about it. And, and I'm not against that. You should. However, eventually we need to get your body with its own innate strength to fight off these things. Just like, again, same was for me. I got pneumonia five out of six winters That's in my twenties. Like that shouldn't mm-hmm. happen. Right. So we need to get your body stronger in that way. All right. The next one, chromium is a little low. It's difficult to have normal levels of chromium. It really is in today's world because since the 1960s, there's been so much soil degradation from not using a three field system, from only putting two essentially chemicals back into the soil that we just have lower levels of chromium. So unless people are supplementing, it's just challenging to get good chromium. Chromium matters because it enables us to have balanced blood sugar. And if you don't have balanced blood sugar, it's difficult to have balanced cognitive ability, as well as energy in the body. So that's a, that's a key one. Selenium, this is a big one for you. Your selenium's low. This is so crucial because it has to do with the thyroid and adrenals. So selenium is actually used to make thyroid hormone. So I'd want to make sure your thyroid's functioning well. It, it could be, but again, we just want to look at that. Selenium's used for detoxification. It's actually part of the phase one, phase two liver detox, which helps remove toxins from the body. And it's also a very powerful antioxidant. And so it's, again, crucial in anti-cancer, et cetera, in the body. So big one there. And the last mineral we look at is phosphorus. And yours is low. So low phosphorus can mean not enough protein intake. It's important to look at that. Or lower levels of calcium, magnesium, and vitamin D in order to build nice, strong, healthy bones, muscles, and tissue in the body. 
So we look at, because again, there's not always one interpretation. We look at those and we also cross-reference potentially against a different lab, or it's not difficult to say, we just simply ask them like, okay, how much protein are you taking in per day? And we don't need to go high protein, but you'd be surprised with people doing a lot more intermittent fasting now and different base protocols that they're not getting in even 50 to 60 grams of protein per day. And so while I'm not a believer in a super high protein diet for most people, some people are underdoing it as well. And then they're not getting in the minerals they need because their, their calories might even be low in order to help keep their bones strong. And for women, after the age of 27, you're losing about a half a pound of muscle per year. That matters in terms of your metabolism. And you don't build any more bone. So like you've kind of maxed out the amount of bone you built. So you want to keep that. You want to keep your muscle mass for metabolism as you age. And you want to keep your bone. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. All right. So the last part in this lab that we really look at is heavy metals. And what I would say is this. So we're looking at lead. We're looking at cadmium. We're looking at arsenic. Lead is, we never want to see that elevated. Luckily, we don't see it elevated too often. Okay. So that's a good thing. Cadmium and arsenic, we see elevated sometimes. And that greatly affects the thyroid. It affects the entire body, but greatly affects the thyroid. And since one out of five women have low thyroid and about one out of 10 men, really crucial factor that we find that because it also affects men's prostate as well. Okay. Now the next two that are more prevalent are mercury and aluminum. Mm -hmm. Mercury, we don't see, maybe we see it elevated two out of 10. Aluminum, we see always one or two little marks. It doesn't mean that it's super elevated, but you don't want aluminum in your body, mm -hmm. but aluminum is so prevalent in the environment that we need to talk about it just for a moment. So whether you ever run this lab or not, aluminum foil, antiperspirants, aluminum spatulas with aluminum pans, all of these things, just tap water has aluminum in it because they use it as what's called an ionic surfactant, which means that aluminum will bind to other chemicals and metals in the water to pull those down to the bottom of the tank, which is good. So you don't have those in your water, but there's no upper limit on how much aluminum you can have. So we have aluminum in our tap water. So it's, it's really detrimental, though, to the brain, to the nervous system, and to causing inflammation in the body. And, you know, that includes gut permeability as well. So we always see a little bit above that, but we never want it above what I always call, because I try to keep things super simple, one tick on it. That's 1.0. So that's basically mm -hmm. above one marker. So yours is below that, which is good, but it's still five ticks. So like okay. in the relative grand scheme of things, you're doing great overall for aluminum. Like it's staying on the lower end. And I'm sure that you're eliminating a lot of the high aluminum cookware and oh, cosmetics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's good. There's still a little bit. This is why I always recommend once a year doing a heavy metal detox and using infrared sauna and all these mm -hmm. great things. But you do have two markers for mercury. Now, we don't want that to be there. So no level of mercury is like in our practice is acceptable. So where does that come from? Typically fish. That's the main thing. It can come from certain medications. It can come from certain injections. Mm -hmm. If people know, know what I mean there. And mm -hmm. it can also come from amalgams in your mouth. You could have had this in your body for 15 years. Yeah. It does not mean that it all comes out. So mm -hmm. all these heavy metals, they will get stored in your adipose tissue. So your fat tissue. So all of us have body fat. It gets stored there. If you lose a lot of weight, we actually see some people's heavy metals go way up. It's not necessarily a bad thing. What it means is they're being excreted from the body. The goal then is not to take in new ones. That, mm -hmm. That's what we do. So we work on liver detoxification through a functional medicine detox, open up the liver pathways. We use sauna to sweat these things out because we actually see in scientific studies that they, will, they can be sweat out. Believe it or not, mold can be sweat out too. But then we'll do a heavy metal detox in order to actually bind them up safely and naturally out mm -hmm. of the body. So that's what we recommend. Do you have any silver amalgams in your mouth for fillings? I don't. Good. No, thankfully I don't. So for the heavy metal detox, is that a product that you sell? We do offer heavy metal detox, but what I always like to tell people, so the company that I formulate for is Equalife, but we open source everything. So I do case studies on labs. I share with you all the ingredients we use in our protocols. So you can always say, oh, I don't live in a country, listen to this podcast where you ship to, whatever it might be. And so you can see exactly what we use. And I'm sure you can link up to it if you'd like, but it's only it's six weeks. And so it's not a super long time. You don't need to dramatically change. You don't change your diet at all, but you use things based in nature. I very rarely advocate 
for a intravenous chelation of heavy metals, only if it's super high for like lead or mercury. And the reason is, is that it draws natural minerals out of your body as well. And it can be very depleted after that. So sometimes you need to, I don't get me wrong, but what I prefer is natural methodologies using a biofilm disruptor. There's a lot of heavy metals hide there. Cilantro, cracked cell chlorella, and vitamin C. And, and it works. And so wow. the nice thing is that you're able to pull these things out, but it's also life. I always love to let people know that the protocol that I've created is called the de-stress protocol. Diet, exercise, stress reduction, toxin removal, rest, that's your sleep, emotional balance, scientifically backed supplements, and a success mindset. So when you listen to that, three parts are actually lowering stress, emotional trauma, and success mindset. Meaning like we need to get people to believe that there is hope. I always told myself this, I don't know if I can get well, but other people have gotten well and they follow these particular protocols. So let me just suspend disbelief, like at least temporarily. And that was good enough for me because again, I relapsed a hundred times, you know? And so it's like, that's pretty debilitating to your, to your mental psyche after a while. It's like, you think you're hailed, you think you're well, and then all of a sudden you relapse again. And that is yeah. really demoralizing. It is. And so how do you get started again? Well, there's only one of two options. You don't give up or you give up. And I gave up many times. So I don't want to think that there's any, I have any superpowers, but I said, the alternative is really bad. So let's move forward. Other people have healed. And so will I. And so I just suspended disbelief. And I talk about this in my book. And again, I've studied many, many doctors all over the world, but I, I also studied thousands of doctors that I will have, have never met, right? Through mm -hmm. books and studies and all that. And there was a French psychiatrist named Emilie Couillet, which maybe you already know about. And it is beautiful mantra that I just recommend everybody kind of take to heart. And it was every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. Every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. And he had his patients just recite that over and over and over throughout the day. Because there's only two ways to begin to heal the mind and the subconscious. It's repetition or it's an emotionally charged event. Very difficult to create the emotionally charged event, but easy to do the repetition. Mm -hmm. So every time the bad thoughts creep into the mind of you're never going to get well, you'll never get healthy. Every, you wake up and you say to yourself, every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. And what it tells you is that, because you can't trick yourself. You're not well, right? But you can be better than you were yesterday. And whenever I'd have a really bad day, I would say, this is part of the healing process. Every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. And I would say, tomorrow's a new day. And I would just start fresh. And so I just try to pass that on too, because I can give people the diet, the exercise, the stress reduction, the toxicity removal, the sleep protocols, but I can't work on their subconscious mind. They need to do that work and they can. And, and so I think it's very empowering, but it's also empowering when you start to get well. Because when you start to get well, you get a win. And when yeah. you get a win, like, all right, I can build off of this win. So that's what we try to help people with. That's amazing. I love that mantra. I need to start using that. So based off of my results, the plan then would be a heavy metal detox you're recommending. And what else? So if we kind of move through the de-stress protocol, diet-wise is similar mm -hmm. to what we're talking about before, but we have to really make sure that you're not over intermittent fasting, going too low calorie or too low carb. Believe me, I'm a huge believer in intermittent fasting. It can help with autophagy, all these things, but it can be overdone. Mm -hmm. And when you're already stressed, it is a stressor. And so we don't want to do that with you. Just like we don't want to do cold plunges right now for you. Oh, really? Very stressful. Oh, it produces wow. high levels of norepinephrine, high levels of dopamine. Now, if you're able to breathe through it, then you work on the relaxation response. Mm -hmm. But in someone that is already stressed, we need to put your body in every way possible into what is called a safe environment or healing environment mm -hmm. and dropping into... 40 degree cold is not a safe environment, right? So right. notice because I do cold plunge, not a lot, but I have a sauna at home, infrared sauna. So I'm glad that you're saying that the sauna is good for all of this for detox purposes, of course. And as we're talking, I'm just like envisioning myself in the sauna, doing the detox healing, because yes. I do not like thinking about these heavy metals in my body. No one, and nobody does. But the nice thing is this, whenever you see something on any lab, it can be fixed. Mm -hmm. And most of these things 
all of our protocols typically last about 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, there might be subsequent ones, but that's really it. Like, I'm so here's the thing I don't believe really anyone, meaning 99 out of 100 people, because there's always exceptions, will help, will take more than three to six months to heal. The thing is, though, you don't wake up on the 364th day of the year and be like, oh, I'm healed. You're getting better like 10% every single month. But the thing is, what, what do we need to do? It goes back to the beginning. What are your deficiencies? Magnesium, your factors like all of your methylated B vitamins for stress, not just B12, like B6 is probably going to be a big one. If you have ADD, ADHD, anxiety, low thyroid, well, B6 is one of the crucial ones, paradoxal 5-phosphate. It's a cofactor in helping your hormones and helping relaxation. So let me just go through your plan. We're going to keep a balanced diet. We're going to do intermittent fasting, but not overdo it. And then we're going to look at your exercise, not overdoing it again, because you have to create, you're eventually going to have to create hermetic stressors on your body. You don't need to do a 37 degree cold plunge. You can do 56 degrees and you can do it for two to three minutes. Then the next week you can do 54 degrees. And so you can just work your way down and that's a hermetic stressor. And the same goes for sauna for some people. We have time. We, we want to heal. That's the goal. So that's exercise. Stress reduction. It's really what it is. Nobody can be stress-free in their life, but what can we do? right? What works for you? And when your mind is focused on something and something positive is not focused on negative. So I just try to stay focused on the positive all the time. And then, you know, the toxin removal, we would want you to do a seven day, probably not a 21 day, but a seven day functional medicine detox to open up those liver detox pathways. In terms of your sleep, we need to fix that. So I would have you tracking your sleep, use a aura ring or whatever your favorite tracker is. And we'd want to make sure your heart rate variability is improving. So heart rate variability, obviously it can, it can vary widely based on the individual, but we'd want to make sure that yours is improving over the 12 weeks and it's for you. So we'd immediately put you on a sleep protocol. Melatonin's great. If it was high levels of cortisol, that's not allowing you to sleep. But sometimes it's low levels of magnesium that's not turning off the nervous system. It can be lower levels of 5-HTP, which then doesn't lead to your own melatonin production. And then we use full spectrum magnesium because it's a combination of three different forms of magnesium and from everyone's genetics. And then in terms of your overall supplementation, we don't like to go wild, but we do what we need to do. So the last part is an activated multivitamin or what we use typically is the daily nutritional support, which has more plant-based protein, detox factors, and methylated B vitamins because your body needs B vitamins right now. Mm-hmm. The last one for the mast cells, the histamines, et cetera, is making sure that you're getting a good quality omega-3 in. Heavy metal detox for sure. For further testing, if you were interested, we would either run the big five, which looks at the entire body. And that's just basically five labs that looks at everything from gut testing to vitamin levels to neurotransmitters, et cetera. Or we would run one other lab called the Candida Metabolic and Vitamins Test to actually look at, is there issues with gut function? Is there issues with mitochondrial function? What are the issues with bacterial-based overgrowth? And that's really important, I think, as well, because there's definitely more going on here that we want to figure out what it is. So do we develop the most well-rounded plan possible, but also these things can be retested if you want. So you can actually yeah. look at them in 12 to 16 weeks after protocol and be like, Hey, I got better, right? I feel better. Oh, they match yeah. up. I'm so happy to have this information and I want to do it all. I mean, I love the testing. I love knowing what's going on, especially knowing that there is so much going on in my body. It's so helpful to know what it actually is versus just trying to guess. And it's just, I'm over here thinking about all the supplements that I have taken and how many of us just go to the health food store and would start taking all the immune boosting supplements or taking something from you know, even like the most well-meaning doctor, but not knowing what's going on in your own personal body is just so fascinating. And where can everybody find your at-home lab tests? So I know that we want to do something special for your community. I'll let you talk about that before or after the show. But for me, my website is stephencabral.com. It's Stephen with a PH. And you can find my podcast there, my book called The Rain Barrel Effect. And then I just think that a lot of people who want to go in depth and learn more about it, or even I call it become the health coach in their own home, which I know you've done, yes. is we have the Integrative Health Practitioner Institute. So honestly, whatever works for people, we're here to help. So people can find me on Instagram, my book, podcast, wherever they'd like, and we'll be there. Wow. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Yes, everybody listening, you guys have to check out these at-home lab tests. Check out your book. You said you have 2,500 podcast episodes. That is 
unbelievable. I think I've done like 300 episodes. I've been doing this for six years. So I'm blown away by you. That's phenomenal. And so thankful to have you here sharing your wisdom today. I appreciate it. Yeah, it the podcast is the Cabral concept and it's a daily show. And so that's why there is yeah, no so wonder. Shows, same, same one as you just over, over that time. But it, you know, honestly, the thing is this, is that I said, if I ever figured out how to get well, I would share that with the world. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so grateful and I'm just simply trying to pay it forward. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. the bottom line. This is how I got well. I'm just trying to share that with others. Yeah. Well, thank goodness. You're doing incredible work in the world. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode with Dr. Stephen Cabral. I hope you learned as much as I did. I'm so fired up to do all of the testing now with him. I'm just such a fan of learning about our bodies. Knowledge is power. And the more we know, the more we can take care of ourselves and the more we can heal. Be sure to use that code blonde. Go to stephencabral.com slash blonde to get your free at home minerals and heavy metals lab test. That is such a good deal, you guys. stephencabral.com slash blonde. Enjoy. Tag me on your Instagram. If you try it, tell me what results you get. And I will be waiting to hear. Lots of love. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balanced Blonde and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.